This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Weather State Podcast. And welcome back to Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Scalina. And I'm your host, Matt Scalina. And Matt, you are currently at home. You've got a cold, flu, not COVID. Not COVID. Although I COVID, I thought we were over the bump again, but it seems like people I know have COVID. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm sick, but it is. I actually went to the doctor. I've taken the test. It's a, it's a bad cold. And uh, it's amazing how we're in a moment now where doctors are so... There's such a short supply of doctors and it's so hard to get an appointment. I feel like it was almost embarrassing going in there. I was like, I'm, I got a really bad sore throat. She was like, you're wasting everybody's time here. You need to right. go home and like suck it up. Are you uh, sure you so want anyway, to talk about this on the podcast? You're wasting resources. I know. She was like, so you're not a child. What are you doing here? Yeah. Yeah. You were like, I have a boo-boo in my neck neck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's uh, it, it's kind of, uh, well, I, I hope you're feeling better. We had to kind of move some stuff around this week and uh, cancel well, a few did, uh, appointments. But... Yeah. And you you did the, the, the show today is with Adrian Pinozo, yes. past guest fan favorite. I wasn't there, unfortunately, but... Uh, Sounds like it's a great talk. Yeah, I I love this episode. We've got Adrian. He's uh, the founder of Executive Properties Capital. You know, this is just uh, if 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 this doesn't pique your interest in Adrian Pinozo, last time we had him on the show was May of 2021. At that time, he had 270 doors in his portfolio. Now he's back. Just over a year later, guess how many doors he has. Uh, you know what? Just, just give, I don't want to make a guess here. You know why? Are you, are you worried you're going to offend Adrian? He's yeah, got, okay. Like, he's, he's got 370 doors. He's up a hundred doors in, a, in just wow. over a year. In just over a year. Isn't that incredible? Adrian's been, Adrian's been busy. Yeah. So it's, it's so exciting to bring him on the program. And I love that we're doing this right now at a time where it feels like we're seeing some deals in the market it definitely seems like there's some opportunities. And at least we've been talking to a lot of investors that are kind of looking at the market, excited to jump back in with the right opportunity. And who better than a guy like Adrian, who's out there actually taking action in the market? He bought, I think, three properties last month. So, right. I mean, this is just, you know, he's constantly moving through the market. He's putting his money where his mouth is and he's taking action. And and this is something that's just super exciting having him back on the program uh, at this moment in our in our market. Yeah, what I love about this, and I haven't heard it, but you, I got the Coles notes from you. Is you know, Adrian could be a guy. You know, when they say when the water goes out, who's swimming without their shorts on, right? A guy with uh, hundreds of doors in his portfolio who's scaling really quickly could be that guy. So it's exciting to to have Adrian back on to kind of get, hey, what what's the confidence level? Where are you at? 
how is leverage working out in this higher interest rate environment? And are you are you nervous about where things are? And it is worthwhile pointing out he operates in Ontario, which all signs are pointing to uh, to that market being slower than than BC. He has some really great insights into Canadian real estate today and specifically into the markets on. Well, he, we're talking about Hamilton and Ontario specifically. But he also is talking about just right now, this moment in Canadian real estate, and uh, it's probably a different take than you've heard. Would he buy now is a question that I ask him. What makes a good investment? How he analyzes deals, how he transitioned from being a police officer. He was actually a detective in the GTA before he moved into the world of real estate investing. So that transition from having a full-time job to being a full-time investor Sounds like he spends actually a lot of time at his cottage these days, but really, and, and then we we talk about other things like uh, the Burr method, how interest rates are going to impact his investment strategy, if at all. So these are, it's just a great conversation. If you're somebody who's who's a buyer, if you're a seller, if you're somebody who's an investor, it's really just a lot of questions about Canadian real estate and strategy answered today on the show. And uh, I can't wait to get into this. Yeah, no, it's uh, it sounds like a good one. I can't wait to hear it. And Adam, just generally speaking, would you say the dust is kind of settling here on Vancouver real estate? Well, it's it's interesting because this kind of ties into Adrian's take, and I I don't want to give a, give any spoiler alerts here because uh, I think it's it's a really interesting way to be looking at at the market today. But really, yeah, I I feel like like the shock and awe period is kind of um is, is leaving the market, right? And, and, you know, it's interesting because we talked a few weeks back about when do you buy? Do you try and time bottom, which never seems to really work out? Or do you try to get somebody to overcorrect on their price, like the price they're willing to sell? Maybe they're desperate or maybe they think the market's going to drop more than it actually does. And is that time actually leaving the moment where, where sellers are, are really fearful or is there more fear coming? Yeah, it, it's it's interesting. My sense is the Bank of Canada is speaking of shock and awe. It's it's been the Bank of Canada and the rising interest rates to fight inflation over the over the last six months that has really obviously put the market back on its heels. And it, we've talked about that a lot. But with these new inflation numbers a little bit lower, and you know potentially the Bank of Canada in September, you know undoubtedly staying the course, but maybe not being overly aggressive. It does feel like we're kind of in a different moment than we were a month or two ago. And it feels like not necessarily, uh, it does feel like people are a little bit, they're just looking for that stability and a little bit of certainty. And right. I feel like we're getting to that place in a way that I didn't feel like we were in July. That's for sure. Yeah. And I and I just want to say, you know, for people out there, and I've had this conversation a lot, but getting your ducks in a row right now talking to your mortgage broker, your bank about available finances. If you're the type of person that wants to create opportunities for yourself in a, in a soft market, I think getting ready right now, if you haven't already gotten ready, is the strategy today. And uh, you know, I made that call to the mortgage broker this past week, but there's exciting opportunities coming and uh, be the person that uh, zigs when other people zag. 100%. Maybe we should speak of zigging when other people zag. Adrian Pinozo, really interesting guy. I remember from the first time he was on the show, looking forward to this. Maybe we should cut through our talk. Yeah, this is a great chat with Adrian, Matt, and uh, everyone's going to learn a lot.
This podcast is sponsored by Marcon, a local family-owned and managed real estate development and construction company that's been around for nearly four decades. Marcon is not only committed to high-quality construction, but it also is making a positive impact in the communities in which it builds all across the Lower Mainland. We want to highlight two incredible Marcon projects. Elmwood, a 38-story tower located at Burquitlam's most important intersection, Como Lake Avenue and Clark Road. This landmark tower will feature 335 condominiums, over 37,000 square feet of office and retail space, and almost 20,000 square feet of amenity space. Elmwood has been incredibly popular with 80% sold currently, but they still have a great selection of junior one-bedroom all the way to three-bedroom homes remaining. Check out markon.ca slash Elmwood for more. And Matt, we are also excited about Sone House, Markon's newest community in West Coquitlam. With 165 homes ranging from junior one beds to three beds, Sone House offers the perfect West Coast aesthetic with a more nuanced Nordic-inspired design. Register today at markon.ca slash Sonehouse. That's S-O-E-N-H-A-U-S. Or you can learn more at markon.ca or follow them at Instagram at markonhomes. Markon, building for life. Okay, so we're here with Adrian Pinozo. He is the founder of Executive Properties Capital. How you doing, Adrian? I'm amazing. I'm amazing. How are you? I- I'm doing well. So you're you're actually right now. Are you actually in Hamilton at the moment? I am. I am. I'm in Hamilton at the moment. Uh, I've been in Hamilton there, like mentioned on our last recording together, for just coming up to eleven years now. Wow, eleven short, quick years in the making of. Uh, what we've been able to achieve out in that area. Well, can maybe for our listeners that haven't heard uh, your past episode, which is a great one if you want to go back and listen to that, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so um, I began investing in real estate, like I mentioned, 11 years ago. Um, At that time, I was a full-time police officer here in the GTA, um, working... uh, in all different facets of the police department, undercover, this, that, the other, all different kind of areas. But anyways, uh, long story short, um, in the early stages of uh, my career, uh, well, not early, but say around the eight, 10 year mark, I started to buy investment properties. And I started with a home equity line of credit, didn't have any money in the bank, you know, so to speak, young guy, young family uh, back then. And uh, we pulled a home equity line of credit on our home, and we used that line of credit to get to get started by investing in real estate. And probably six years, seven years after getting started, we really started to uh, hone in on the Burr strategy, and we started a joint venture, and we started to partner with like-minded investors who uh, wanted to invest in real estate, and obviously. For one reason or another, it didn't have the time or the experience or the network or the power team to do it on their own. Uh, they started to connect with us. And we we essentially, in 11 years, built a uh, quite a, a large portfolio. We're up to uh, over 370 doors now. And that's about 74 properties, wow. uh, multifamily properties. Um, so tries quads six units 10 units you know and on and on 
all the way up to um, one of our biggest uh, buildings is a 37-unit uh, uh, multi-purpose building. So 11 years later, those choices we made obviously allowed me to leave the police department after 21 years of service and retire early uh, rather than typically putting in your 30 years and then being on pension. I put in 21 years and then financially I was able to leave the police department job. I loved, by the way, I, I loved it a lot. Um, but yeah, they're, uh, I then wanted just to focus on full-time real estate investing and transitioned into that and, um, left the police department as a detective after my 21 years of service. So a little bit about me and, uh, yeah, that's kind of my, where I came from and where we are now. So I'm, I'm just thinking back to when you first bought your first revenue property. So why, why real estate? Like what sparked that interest in real estate? Uh, and then I'd love for you to kind of talk a little bit about your first deal. Sure. So for me, uh, kind of a meat and potatoes kind of guy, I wanted something back then, first deal. I was, I was of the mindset you know, when I retire, after I put in my 30 years on the police force, I wanted something to subsidize my income and create some cash flow, um, some extra money coming in above and beyond my pension so I could live the same lifestyle I was living on, you know, full-time wages working with the police. So, you know, I was teeter-tottering stock market, this investment, that investment, so on and so forth. But being a meat and potatoes kind of guy, I wanted something I could touch, something that was there, something physical, like real estate, like a house, you know, bricks and mortar. And for me, although it was somewhat intimidating, obviously, first deal, first investment property 11 years ago, I had the peace of mind that there was always that acquisition, the property, the bricks and mortar were there and I wouldn't wake up in the morning and it'd be gone. Like if a stock went belly up and, and went under, that wouldn't happen, you know, in real estate. So that gave me the peace of mind and security above and beyond. You know, I wanted cash flow. I wanted something to subsidize my pension. So those two ideas combined pushed me or gave me the comfort that as, as intimidating as it was back then, I'm still okay. Because I have, I'll always have that you know, that tangible item. Does that answer your question? No, that totally does. Yeah. So you're so you you had your principal residence, you had a HELOC on your on your principal residence, and and you used your HELOC to make that first purchase. Is that correct? That's it. I used that HELOC. I think we started with a two hundred thousand dollar HELOC. And I used that HELOC to buy my first three, I want to say. And those were turnkey back then, you know, my first three deals. Um, I didn't even know what the Burr strategy was when I first started investing. So, yeah, we bought turnkey and we used that HELOC, which was about 200 to do that. And then from there, we started to focus in on the Burr, sort of become very comfortable with the Burr started a joint venture. But yes, that that's how we got started. And I think, you know, for everybody listening, if you if you have access to that capital in your home, you know, I'm living proof. Had I not, you know, leveraged that equity in my home, I, I wouldn't be here today as far as having this uh, real estate empire, sort of speak. 
Right, right. And I and I want to get into how you were able to scale so quickly in 11 years because it's it's astonishing when you actually think about it. You know, 370 doors. It's incredible. But first of all, like in, in just thinking about the the first couple deals and and getting to the place where you're actually burying properties. What was your approach to education? Like, how did you educate yourself? And and at the same time, you're you're working a nine to five. Good question. It was a lot of trial and error, to be honest with you. I did my first burr on my own. I uh, hired a subcontractor, and you know, I uh, had a lot of umph and uh, will to uh, succeed and mindset. Read a lot of books. Uh, did a lot of research online, stuff like that. Spoke to a lot of different uh, kind of mortgage brokers to kind of walk me through the different steps of the financing with respect to the burr. So I did some homework, but I think you know, looking back, I I, I can't I can't um, stress enough, you know, hiring a mentor or a coach, even per se, or joint venturing uh, and partnering with people that have been through that could have definitely accelerated. Like you know, I really think. Yes, we've done well in 11 years, but I really think that could potentially have been shortened even even some more had I had leveraged that knowledge and time by hiring a coach, a mentor, or a joint venture partner to, to accelerate that. But yes, there, there was some obviously trial and error and failures. It, it hasn't all been roses to, per se, but overall... The successes have far outweighed the failures or or the hills we've had to climb. And so for some of our listeners, because I, I want to jump into the the Burr method, but just for some people out there that don't know the Burr method, can you unpack that a little bit for our listeners? Sure. So Burr is just the acronym, obviously. B-R-R-R-R. Uh, so buy, obviously, we're buying distressed properties. Um, we're focusing in on properties that are structurally sound for the most part. But cosmetically, you know, they're very, very, very dated, very dated. And they're in need of a, uh, you know, a facelift, so to speak, on the inside of the property. So that's what we look to buy. And then obviously renovate, pretty self-explanatory. We want to renovate this property and force the appreciation through the renovations, force the equity, the value in the home through the power of positive renovations and then refinance some people rent then refinance we like to refinance and then put our tenants in doesn't really matter which order it goes in to be quite honest with you not at least from from my perspective but after the renovations are completed we're going to call the bank back and refinance that property because now we've forced that value of that home and through the roof so to speak and then last but not least, and obviously the goal of the burr when you refinance that property, the goal of the burr is to abstract as much of your down payment and your renovation costs together. We want to get as much of that capital that you injected into that project, we want to get that out by forcing the appreciation through the roof, refinance, extract that capital back out through the refinance and obviously, the goal, once we have that capital back out, we're going to circulate that capital. Now, if you're interested in, you know, obviously growing a portfolio, you're going to circulate that capital to another project, to another property, 
rinse and repeat that money into other real estate projects, other burr projects, uh, if you will. And then the last thing for me is we rent that property. So then we then obviously find suitable tenants and rent that property, typically for over market rents, given our renovations are quite extensive and we really go all out. You know, we're talking, you know, the white shaker styles, kitchen cabinets, stainless steel appliances, quartz countertops, the the nice vinyl plank flooring, uh, porcelain tiles, pot lights everywhere, on and on, to attract that AAA tenant who wants that shiny new car product and is willing to pay good rent for it. And you know, when you're when you're appealing to those kind of high profile tenants, your delinquency is very very low if non-existent so in a nutshell that's the way the burr works obviously every step of the burr is super 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 important because when you're running your numbers you know you want to make sure you're not paying too much for the property you're running your renovation cost you want to make sure your figures for your rentals are accurate and then ultimately when you're predicting your refinance right you got to be sort of in the know what are comparables going for? What's the market saying on the exit? You're going to put all this money into this property and renovations. You want to get it back. So what's your refinance projection numbers look like? Obviously, another very, very important part and step in the burst strategy. So in a nutshell, that's, that's the way it works. So then what, what, Adrian, in your opinion, makes it like what makes a good investment and how are you analyzing deals? For us, when we partner with their investors, obviously our reputation supersedes everything. And we have a really solid, what we look at at a good deal is one, like I mentioned, we want to get, first of all, 99.9% of all of our investments are BRRRR purchases that we can perform the strategy on. What makes it a, a great investment for us? We want to extract, like I mentioned, most, if not all, of that capital or a very, very large sum of the capital that we injected. Step one, like that's got to be shown in the numbers when we perform our analysis on the property. And then two, we also want properties that cash flow. We typically do not get involved in any properties that the exit is not fruitful. And two, that they, they have to cash flow, essentially. That's what makes a good investment for me and our company to get involved in, in a partnership per se. Hey, everyone. Pardon the interruption. We just want to take a quick minute to thank the following sponsors who make this show possible. We want to take a minute to tell you about Holy House, a nonprofit organization that provides community building programs and tenant support services to low-income seniors, veterans, families, and vulnerable residents in the downtown east side and across the lower mainland. Melissa from our team has been volunteering at Holy House. Melissa, what's been your experience? Honestly, it's been so fulfilling just to spend a few hours a week in the community and watch how the staff really transforms these vulnerable communities from the inside out, starting with just small things, right? Playing games, drinking coffee, having some simple conversations that you wouldn't necessarily think are super fulfilling. And you come out just feeling like you've really made an impact and connected with the community. And you've been to multiple buildings, but you're playing games, 
Drinking coffee. Yeah. You know, serving food sometimes. And you made some friends along the way. And I've made some friends along the way. It's really helped me be more present, actually, in those moments of just, you know, realizing how simple life can be to make an impact, right? Fantastic. And if you want to learn more, you can definitely check out Jenny Conkin, co-founder of Holy House, who is a past guest fan favorite on the show, or head over to holyhouse.ca where you can donate or volunteer. And they're looking for both donations and they definitely like volunteers. That's holyhouse.ca. Vancouver needs your help. Be part of the solution. We are also sponsored by Oakland Realty. This is our real estate brokerage, best brokerage in the city, hands down. If you are in the industry, a new agent, an aspiring agent, somebody just looking to make a change, new culture, new energy, new resources, head over to oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. That's oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. Not only do you get to meet Michael Morgan and the gang, the big wigs over at Oakland, you get a huge incentive for first going to oakland.com slash join, typing in VRP 2020. So of the of the 370 doors or so that you're that you currently have in your portfolio, most of them, if not all of them, are cash flow positive. Correct. And you've and you've taken the vast majority of your initial investment out of them. The bird strategy, yes. The the ones we've bird, the majority, I'd say, you know, ninety-five percent of our portfolio has at one point or another undergone a refinance, but uh, and or a burr. Like again, our model really we don't like to leave a lot of capital, a lot of our own capital, joint venture capital in these properties. Because obviously, like I mentioned, when you're trying to scale a portfolio, sooner or later, if you start leaving, you know, 20%, 30% of your capital in properties, sooner or later you're gonna run out of capital pretty quick, actually, if every property you have you're leaving 200 grand in it, per se. But if you're able to get that capital out, put it back on your HELOC, where it came from, for example. And then when the next opportunity arises, you have that capital sitting there waiting, waiting to deploy again and, and put to use. So in thinking about, so you're, you're a police officer in the GTA and you settle on Hamilton as, as where you want to invest. So can you talk a little bit about how, how did you pick Hamilton and how did you learn that market? Um, well, at the time, my, um, my mortgage broker, actually, my mortgage broker at the time, uh, my wife and I were looking to, uh, our mortgage was up for renewal on our principal residence. And we networked with this mortgage broker who slash is also an investor. And he steered us into the direction of Hamilton. I didn't know the first thing about Hamilton 11 years ago. I didn't live there or anything like that. Uh, but he invested quite heavily in Hamilton. And obviously, he, he set up the HELOC for us. And here's you know the power of networking and knowing people in the industry. But he kind of pushed us in that direction. And you know, we started to go out there and run run numbers, check out properties, do some uh, some underwriting on some some potential deals. And the cash flow was, was crazy in comparison to other places in the GTA. The cash flow was like outstanding. So obviously, you know, it was like, okay, this is a no-brainer. And, you know, I have that personality where, you know, 
I'm going to try if I really believe in it. I'm going to try and I'm going to do, do everything I can to succeed. And when I'm looking at these numbers, I'm like, this is a no brainer. I can't get this kind of cash flow anywhere else in the GTA. So that really led us to Hamilton. And we've never looked back. Like, you know, 98%, 95, 98% of all our investments are out in that city as well. So we're in an interesting time right now, uh, just with the market shifting. Obviously, interest rates have just gone through a, a, a rapid increase. And I'm thinking about you. You've got financing on on the vast majority of these these properties. I'm I'm guessing. And on top of that, we've seen markets kind of shift to some extent. Can you talk about your strategy and if if the interest rate increase has impacted your investment strategy at all? It's impacted our strategy as far as given this is all recent hikes, especially the last one at one full basis point. Obviously, it slowed down the market. Price points are down. I want to say, you know, the Hamilton area right now is down 19, 20% as far as prices go. Um, and obviously, there's, there's a lot more inventory. And like everywhere else, things are moving really slow. But as far as our strategy goes, we're pivoting with respect to being ultra conservative when we're running our numbers. So if we thought, you know, this particular Burr property was going to refinance for, let's just say, a million dollars, you know, three months ago, we're going to run our refinance numbers at mid 700s. Um, and that's just a basic example. We're going to be ultra conservative with our exit. We're quite excited for this time, to be quite honest with you, because obviously our company just works with buyers and we buy properties very aggressively, very often. So entering this market now where obviously we transition, we've transitioned to a buyer's market per se, I think the opportunity, I believe the opportunity now is going to be very fruitful uh, for us and our buyers, our joint venture partners, because we can capitalize on some deals, you know, back are the days where we can put a financing condition in, put in a uh, home inspection condition and whatnot, as opposed to, you know, the beginning of the year in January or December of 21, you were going in clean and you were paying a hundred grand more than asking. So I think this time is going to be um, exciting for us. We're, we're, we're very excited about it. And the opportunities are going to come from that. And and so I'm thinking about buyers out there that are listening or investors out there that are listening to to this show and they're wondering if right now is the moment to buy. And uh, and there seems to be a lot of people that are talking, well, maybe in three to six months from now, there'll be better opportunities. Is now the time to buy in your opinion? Um, yes. And I'll tell you why. In my opinion, the bulk of the price reduction in the market has happened. I don't think we're going to see another 20% price reduction overall. I think the, the bulk of it has happened. That eight, 19 to 20% were down since January, per se. I don't think we're going to see another 15, 10, 15, 20%. We may see another three to five, potentially. But in the background, what's happening, in my opinion, is we have a lot of built up buyers now. There's a lot of buyers sitting on the fence, waiting and waiting and waiting. And as soon as things start to turn, the second things start to turn or the second 
a little bit more of an attractive deal comes around, they're all going to pounce. So our strategy being long-term wealth, long-term gain in real estate, like obviously we don't flip properties. We're a long-term hold kind of company and mindset. So if I'm paying, if the market goes, you know, we buy something today and the market goes down another two to 3% in five months from now, is it going to kill my investment? No, because we're going to hold this for 15 to 20 years regardless. And, you know, like I say, in real estate, you ride the wave, the market's going to come up, it's going to go down. But if you're not into it for a flip and you're into long-term holds, you can't lose. The market will come back up. And I like to look at it this way. What was that house worth in January of 2021? And it'll go back there. Right. So the biggest price reductions, in my opinion, has already happened. And we've been waiting for this as far as all those bidding wars, you know, last year and at the beginning of 2022 and all the bidding wars. And everybody was saying, oh, I can't wait till these prices come down. I can't wait till these prices come down. Well, the prices are down 19, 20%. So what are we waiting for now? So if you want to run that, you want to run that risk or that gamble, go ahead. I personally, I'm excited to pull the trigger. Like we bought three properties last month. Like we're, we're, we're in it. And again, long-term gain, long-term mindset. I know we're going to be all right. And again, when we're running our numbers, we're going to cash flow at the end of the day, even in this market, we're going to make sure stuff we're getting involved in, we're going to cash flow. With today's interest rates as well. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously we're running them at today's interest rates. And if the numbers the numbers work, even at today's interest rates with respect to pulling out capital and cash flow and whatnot, then again, we're going to pull the trigger. So if somebody out there is sitting and, and monitoring the market right now, wants to pull the trigger and they're worried about interest rates, what would be a strategy that like, w- would you get a, would you get a, a one, two, uh, three year term mortgage? Would you, would you go fixed or, or variable right now? Most of our deals are all variable just because it gives us that flexibility, Yeah, obviously, to refinance after construction. But ultimately, I'm comfortable after a refinance, I'm comfortable to lock in uh, on, on it. I wouldn't go five year. I, me personally, I would maybe negotiate. I'd either stay with variable or I'd go max two years. Fix. In anticipation of, of rates potentially coming back down. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Adrian, I know you're in Hamilton. Are there other Canadian markets you're you're excited about, or that you're you're you've thought about going into from an investment perspective? I like the um, the the west end of the city: Hamilton, Brantford, Welland, Niagara. We are looking to expand out in those market centers as well. Um, I just find, obviously, price points and cash flow. Can still work out in those areas more than, you know. Let's face it, Toronto. You're not you're not cash flowing in Toronto, and the prices are like out of this world. And you know, downtown Toronto per se, those those West End cities are are attractive to to us and our investors. And maybe as a as a, a final question here, in, in thinking about the the next one to three years, what what do you think? Canadian real estate uh, looks like in the next uh, one to three years. Are you are you bullish? I think the next years, I think we're going to see status quo. I don't think we're going to see a lot of difference in rates coming down. 
and you know another 20% price drop i think give or take we're going to be sitting here somewhere between 1 to 2 years and again i don't have a crystal ball <laughs> but if i were to take a guess that's where that that's my guess i think after the 2 year point i wish it'd be sooner but i think after the 2 year point we're going to start to see rates come down again as i don't think the i really wish they'll go down to where they were before i don't think they'll come down that much but i'm thinking you know we're into this for at least a year to two years okay well very very good advice we do have this segment called the five wire adrian five quick questions to uh to end the show lighthearted questions can you stick around for that yeah let's do it the five wire is brought to you by scalina real estate hey that sounds familiar. Scalina Real Estate is a full-service real estate company serving Vancouver, offering comprehensive tried and tested buyer and seller systems. With over a decade in the top 10% of realtors in the lower mainland and a perfect five-star Google review, Scalina Real Estate can help with all your real estate needs. We also have an extensive network of the best industry professionals and trades right across the country. There's no reason to not get in touch. Head over to scalinarealestate.com to find out more. Okay, so question number one, what is one book that you'd recommend for all of our listeners? Um, I love the book by Grant Cardone, uh, Be Obsessed or Be Average. And I think it speaks volumes. Uh, I've read it probably three times. But yeah, it kind of reminds me of my mindset uh, when I was trying to scale my businesses uh, when I was transitioning. Well, when I started even to transition from police to full-time real estate. In the last five years, Adrian, what new belief, behavior, or habit has had the most uh, improvement on your life? Obviously, my transition to full-time real estate and having more time with my family and not the nine to five has completely changed my life and um, my overall happiness. Being able to have that time freedom has changed my life immensely over the last five years. And it's all to do with ultimately the success we've had in real estate. That's great. One piece of advice for our, our listeners looking to enter the world of real estate. Take action. You gotta, you gotta take action. You have to take action. Nothing will happen until you take action. And you can sit on the fence forever and ever and ever and I'm living proof where I didn't have anything and came from nothing, essentially. I had a decent career, but as far as, you know, everything else, take action. And finally, something that you've purchased for under $1,500 that's had a, that's had a positive impact on your life recently. <laughs> I bought this. Uh, this is, sounds really stupid, but I really like this speaker. I bought this. Bluetooth speaker that I take to my cottage and it's got a stake in it at the bottom of it. And then kind of like spike it in the sand at the beach at the cottage. And, um, the power on this thing and the clarity is amazing. And I just love sitting at my cottage watching on the beach, um, you know, looking at the waves and, and listening to this speaker. So it was the best, one of the best hundred bucks I've ever spent in my life. That, that's funny. That's Matt. Matt is under the weather today, but uh, I don't think he leaves home without his uh, portable speaker. It's, it goes yeah. everywhere with him. That's a great yeah, one. I love it. I love it. <laughs>
So Adrian, how can people find out more about what you're up to? And of course, uh, Executive Properties Capital. Yeah, shoot me an email. I think that's the best, easiest way. Uh, my email address is Adrian, A-D-R-I-A-N, at investwithepc.com. And uh, we're all over social media, Executive Properties Capital, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. Uh, we're very, very... Uh, very easy to find. And yeah, let's have a chat. If I can help you out in any way, give you advice or potentially even talk about uh, partnering up, that's, let's do it. Fantastic. Well, thanks again for taking the time today. A ton of useful information. And uh, yeah, we'll have to check back in with you in, in the coming months and uh, see how many doors we get to here. Yes, sir. I, I appreciate it. And all the best to you guys as well. So there you have it, folks, our discussion with Adrian Pinozo from Executive Properties Capital. Really enjoyed that chat with Adrian, Matt. I love the fact that he is upset with his trajectory of 370 doors <laughs> and he wished he would have got a mentor earlier. It's impressive. Like, it, you know, we have we talk to a lot of real estate investors and developers on this program. It never ceases to amaze me just how driven people are, you know you're hard on yourself even even when you've had what you know appears to everybody else is huge wins huge success it is amazing i guess that's what keeps everybody going right but it, you just get to that next stage and then you look ahead and go man i'm not where i need to be and that seems to be one of the ongoing kind of things that pops up in this podcast but just that type of person that you know they're they they got the energy and they're aspirational it's it's a it's a beautiful thing yeah, for sure. And uh, we'll be back next week. I, I think you're uh, you're coming into the studio tomorrow. So I'll be in my hazmat suit. Yeah, no, I'm back. I'm back. I'm okay. back tomorrow and I'm healthy. I, I feel like my voice sounds a little off, but that's the last thing. Okay. We're, we're good to go. Good to hear. We got so many great guests coming up. I won't even tease them, but really we've got some amazing high quality content coming in the next couple of weeks. Super excited about that, Matt. Uh, we also have VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. That's right. Head over to VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com for all things real estate related. We have things like the Live Wire. This is our weekly mailer where you get stats before anyone else, stats that don't exist in other places, deal of the month, VIP pre-sale opportunities. And the pre-sale market is a very interesting space right now. Right. The VIP pre-sale opportunities, as well as just an ongoing tally of what we're talking about on the podcast and the Vancouver Commercial Real Estate Podcast, which is going strong with Corey Wright. We also have, of course, tried and true private client services. Yeah, Matt, because if you are not using PCS, you are standing still while the rest of us power walk by. You get sold prices, days on market. You basically get realtor level information for free. It's available at your fingertips. You just head over to VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com slash PCS and sign up for your free account. What better time than now to be seeing sold prices and, and monitoring the market, right? You know what? This is the thing, right? Ducks in a row. If you're getting your ducks in a row, PCS is the first step. I'm monitoring a market outside of BC right now. And I'm so used to having that as a resource, PCS, that it's, uh, it's debilitating. Debilitating is right, Adam. Everyone should head over to VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com to get their account today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, call us if you want at any time. Matt, how can people get in touch? 
You can call me at any time, 778-847-2854 or Matt at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. Or you can try me at 778-866-4574 or Adam at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. We also got that Kokomo line info at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. Well, have a great week, guys. Thanks for listening. And uh, definitely give us a rating if you can, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please share the podcast with a friend if you find this information valuable or useful. And uh, yeah, otherwise, have a great week. We'll be back next week. 2,000 Spaces for Radio. Subscribe today.